Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Guess giving up 63 points, not a good thing to do. The Chargers fire head coach Brandon Staley and general manager Tom Telesco after they lose 63 to 21 to Las Vegas last night, just mere days after the Raiders had been shut out. For more fan headlines, which are powered by Bowser Chevy, your Pittsburgh Chevy headquarters, check out 937thefan.com. I think they're really good enough yet at this point, offensively, personnel wise to sit there and say, oh, we're going to protect the quarterback, push it down the field, rip it left and right, and score 30 a game. Because that's not what you have. It's not scheme-related right now. Okay, there's some talent at tight end. There's some talent at wide out. The, the, the offensive line has to continue to get better because if you're struggling against four-man pressures, that doesn't bode well for your pass game. So I think too often we're ripping quarterbacks and we're ripping coordinators, but there's a bigger picture out there. Mike Mayock. Just got done hearing him uh, chat a little bit with me about what ails the Steelers, and that was eye-opening. That was a theme. It's the PM, Chris Muller solo today. We got a lot more in store for you in a half hour. Rich Eisen, yes, Rich Eisen, a week after Rich Eisen was putting up a tweet from yours truly on his show that was critiquing Rich Eisen. Uh, We're going to have him on. He's got the call for this game on NFL Network uh, tomorrow so we'll get his take on Steelers Colts and just on some of uh, the reaction he got for defending Mike Tomlin what he sees when he looks at the Steelers right now maybe not even so much at Tomlin but at that team uh, that's at 330 really looking forward to that uh, from one of the biggest names in the NFL media uh, also Mark Cabali going to join us for his usual Friday chat and Donnie the Eagle has landed in Indianapolis Donnie and the nasty boys are beginning to take uh, the crossroads of America, Indianapolis, full of shrimp cocktail and beer already, I am sure. So we'll talk to Donnie later as well. But that was a theme from uh, Mike Mayock in that conversation that really, it, it hit me while he was saying it. And I, I told Austin, who's producing today, I said, you got to go grab a, a clip of him saying that because I'm not saying that Mike gave Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett all that much in the way of effusive praise. He said Pickett could be competent if surrounded by the right pieces that there's some talent there. He said he's watched the film for the last couple games on this team, and frankly, it ain't good from anybody. But it was a theme for him that line play is just not good around the league, and I've heard that from a lot of people. Former offensive linemen say it's just it's worse than ever, the overall quality of line play, that guys come into the league from college way less prepared to play 
uh, offensive line at the NFL level that's required. Uh, and Mike was saying that most of the, the troubles that you can talk about with this team really trace back to that, at least offensively. It's eye-opening for me for this reason. I don't think that this exonerates Pickett. I don't think it, like, if you're going to say, oh, look, see, it's not Pickett's fault, it's the offensive line fault. Well, he also in that clip says, I don't like blaming coordinators and quarterbacks constantly. So he's also giving Matt Canada to a degree a pass or Faulkner or Sullivan, which I think people here are less inclined to do. Uh, but while I don't think it exonerates any of them completely, I've still seen enough protection, enough open receivers missed, enough scheme that doesn't look very good to me. It does underscore one thing. This team, at the very end of Kevin Colbert's tenure, the last two years especially, but really that 2021 draft, this team had a chance to reset their offensive line. They had a chance to try to put pieces in place for eight to 10 years that would, that would represent almost kind of the anchor, like 40 to 60% of a good line. You can start knocking off parts of it, especially the interior. We know they've got a great tradition. All the centers, Dermotti Dawson, Marquise Pouncey, going back obviously to Mike Webster, Ray Mansfield. They've had really good guards to great guards. They've had guys like Ramon Foster who plugged in there who are just rock-solid NFL veterans. David DeCastro, a guy like Alan Fanica who's an all-timer. They had a chance in that 21 draft to go out and get Creed Humphrey. They had a chance to get a Landon Dickerson type or straight up Landon Dickerson. They had a chance to get Tyler Linderbaum. They had, they had options. They could have gone in a different direction with how they drafted. We know that they didn't take any of those guys. And here you have somebody who crunches the tape for a living, who wasn't ready because he hasn't watched every Kenny Pickett start, to actually pass full judgment on Kenny. Maybe his opinion would be different if he had. You've got Mike Mayock saying, hey, before you want to just throw all the dirt in the world at the guy throwing the passes or the guy calling the plays, consider that they're just not getting good enough protection regularly enough to be great. I don't think that that's the only story. I don't think that that's a good and to just say, see, you can't do anything at quarterback right now. You have to be patient. I don't think it's a good enough reason. What I do think is that Mike is making a valid point as far as the overall level of play of this line, specifically on pass blocking. They didn't run block well against the Patriots. They had been run blocking better of late. I thought Jones still had been a, a spark for them. But the pass blocking has been spotty enough that I would have to acknowledge it. And it was just funny that, that with... You know, I'm sure Mike knows he's coming on in Pittsburgh. He's going to be asked a lot about the quarterback position. It's funny that he kept defaulting back or telling maybe, not funny, but telling that he kept defaulting back to if their line was better, some of what you guys are so frustrated by watching that, that you're watching would be better. You agree with that? 412-928-9370. That's the Edgar Snyder and Associates fan text line. You agree that the offensive line uh, is... Maybe not the major issue, it seems like Mike thinks it is, uh, but still one of significance. And, and maybe more to the point, does it leave you very frustrated about how especially that 2021 20, draft went? I'm on record. I wish they'd have taken two linemen instead of Harrison Fryermuth. I'll roll the dice with whatever it would have been at tight end and running back otherwise. Uh, but I'm, I'm fully on board with the idea that they should have drafted line, line with their first two picks. 
Our buddy PM team number two fan. Uh, great to see him at Christmas karaoke a couple nights ago with the lovely Mrs. Jeff in South Park. Now here is Jeff in South Park. <laughs> uh, it was good to see you too, Malsey. Um I can only imagine what would have happened had I won that raffle. I was two numbers off, but um, uh, it is what it is. Uh, I donated to a good cause, and I'm happy about that. And uh, we had a great time and a great dinner. So, uh, And Pony cracks me up, as always, the conversations I have with him. Uh, I guess I won't uh, air his dirty laundry. <laughs> Don't do that. That happens <laughs> yeah, I'm not enough. Gonna, he does that enough yeah, himself. I, I, I'm not going to do that, but he, he just says some stuff that – I, I can't help but just shake my head and laugh, but um, hope he has a good trip uh, to see his grandmother. But anyways, um, so we're getting back to our original point here. Uh, I'm a little mentally checked out on this team because we got kind of a second wind when they fired Canada, especially because nobody expected it. And it's like now that we're not seeing, going to even see how Pickett does with another coordinator, it's like I just – I'm mentally checked out. And I wonder if I'm mentally checked out, how many of the players are mentally checked out? So your vibe check, uh, I don't feel very good about tomorrow. I really, I really don't. Um, but uh, it was good to hear Mayock say that uh, maybe it's not all on the quarterback. Uh, the line play is bad. You know, it, it's interesting. Uh, I guess there's this point uh, that the, the line play is really bad around the league, as bad as it's ever been. I feel like, um, some of that can be attributed to so much attention is given to quarterbacks in these quarterback camps in college. And it's like all about getting the quarterbacks ready to play at the pro level. It seems like other positions are just suffering because of it. Well, Jeff, I got, uh, we got to run here, but I'm going to get more phone calls on this and, and take more thoughts from people on it. I have a very defined two defined reasons uh, I think why line play is suffering. Mike Mayock, though, you just heard him uh, last hour. He kept tracing a lot of the Steelers' offensive woes, quarterback woes, off you know play calling woes, all the way back to their line just isn't good enough in pass protection right now. And that gets me to thinking: Did this team set itself up for failure in that 2021 draft, ignoring the line until they picked wah, wah, Kendrick Green? 412-928-9370. Hit us up on Twitter at 937thefan. It's brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Peters Township online, southhillsjeep.com. How concerned are you with the Steelers' line? How much did they drop the ball? How much did that inform the struggles that they're having on offense today? 412-928-9370. Live from Studio B, Bowser Chevrolet in Monroeville. Here is Austin Bechtold with a headline. Good news for the Steelers on the injury report this week as T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith have clear concussion protocol and were full participants in practice yesterday. James Pierre with a shoulder injury also full. Landon Roberts with his groin injury a full participant as well as Keanu Benton, Oblique, Cam Hayward with a groin injury. Isaac Sayamala with a shoulder problem is questionable. Headlines powered by Bowser Chevrolet, your Pittsburgh Chevy headquarters. For more, go to 937thefan.com. And now, Pony. Let's talk right now about FanDuel, the official partner of 93.7 The Fan, the official betting partner of the NFL. And holiday season, you're looking for the best deals, and FanDuel has one on uh, Saturday's game between the Steelers and Colts. If you've never bet on FanDuel before, here's a treat for you. New customers, make a $10 or more deposit, and then make a $5 bet on who you think is going to win the game into your Pittsburgh, and if you get it right, you're going to get $150 in bonus bets. 
just for making a $5 bet. It's 5 to win 150 You know, for bragging rights, if you say to your friend at work, I'll bet you 5 bucks who's going to win the game. If you're right, you're only getting 5 bucks back. With FanDuel, it's $150, and you just got to pick the right team to win. FanDuel.com slash Andrew to take advantage of that offer now. 21 plus and present in PA. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is knowledgeable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live from Studio B, Bowser Chevrolet in Monroeville. It's the PM team, Chris Muller. Rolling solo today. And very excited uh, in about 15 minutes, we'll have Rich Eisen, NFL Network, on the show. He's calling Steelers Colts alongside Kurt Warner. Jamie Erdahl is going to be rolling the sideline uh, reports out there for you. 4.30 tomorrow. The game can be seen locally for those without NFL Network on KDKA TV. Always try to get that out there to you as uh, we've now gotten the behind the scenes on the bidding war that always happens uh, to get the rights to those games for uh, over-the-air television. Meanwhile, Mike Mayock, uh, on with me last hour, just kept coming back and surprised me by doing this, kept coming back to offensive line play uh, as a major issue for the Steelers' offense. Uh, he just he kept citing it. He cited it as a problem around the league. I have two theories. Our guy Jeff in South Park wondered if it was quarterback-focused, like so much attention paid there. I don't think it is. I think I saw one like Jeff Schwartz or one of those offensive linemen who cuts tape say guys aren't asked to hold blocks very long because of college schemes. Like they aren't really asked to do the kind of, of basically nitty gritty, ugly, tough blocking that you have to do in the NFL because of the way the sport is played differently from college. So they said that's one thing. And then I think almost every NFL coach will tell you that there's just less practice time devoted to putting on pads and hitting. And that's been something with offensive line play that's been talked about for a long time, that it's a consequence of trying to make uh, practices safer, players' careers longer and less injury-prone, is that for a position that basically requires hitting and contact, uh, you're just going to see a downturn in play, especially early in guys' careers. 412-928-9370, what do you make of all that? And do you think the Steelers really put themselves behind the eight ball with the way they handled their offensive line in the draft uh, in 2021? And even going back further than that. Let's go to Wes in Carnegie. Hey, Wes. Chris, thanks for taking the call. So, hey, what's uh, up, to man? go along with what Mayock had said about the line, um, you know, Ben this week has been in the in the spotlight because of what he said on his podcast. But, I mean, sometimes it seems to be forgotten that, you know, for the longest time he had Pouncey, which was a huge security blanket for him. The chemistry was there. They were, they were good together. And then he had DeCastro. So I think, yes, obviously our line has taken a steep uh, step backwards, but I just, I I don't know. That all comes back to, is Mike Tomlin a great coach or did he benefit from having a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback all those years that had a good line in front of him and had time to throw the ball? I mean, Tomlin was around for the drafting of guys like Pouncey and DeCastro. I mean, I, I think the thing that Ben did for offensive lines was extend plays better than the guys that they have now, which obviously is something that good quarterbacks do. They they slip out of pressure uh, and they they make a bad – like Ben's line in 08, I'll even concede this. I always like to point out his stats were not good that season, but he had one of the worst offensive lines uh, I've ever seen win a Super Bowl. He had, like, one really trustworthy guy in that group. I – my problem or where I trace Mike Tomlin's involvement with the offensive line to is this. Uh, we had somebody tweet this, and I think it's right. They essentially started ignoring the O-line around 2017. 
they needed to get younger on that line, and they just refused to do it. I think 2021 is pretty egregious. Ben's last year. He comes back. They try to give him some shine. Like, it's Christmas time, right? Instead of maybe a, a couple of packs of, you know, really high-quality socks, something you need, something you know you're going to need, they got him shiny toys. And the shiny toys haven't worked out too well, whereas you'd really like to have those socks, wouldn't you? Landon Dickerson and Creed Humphrey, yes, in this analogy, they are pairs of very high-end socks. Najee Harris, shiny toy. Pat Fryermuth, shiny toy. Kind of tough to get the shiny toys to work the way they're supposed to uh, when you don't have socks. All right, the analogy falls apart there. You know what I'm saying. Kevin is on the north side. Hey, Kevin. Hey, how you doing, Mosey? Nice to see a North Catholic graduate, fellow North Catholic graduate, that didn't end up strung out or an alcoholic. Jeez, that's a dark way to start this, but okay. <laughs> Listen, I agree to you totally with that draft with Linderbaugh. I thought we should have took him, and we wasted a pick on Pickett. He's going to be nothing but another Andy Dalton or a Kirk Cousins, and neither one of them panned out to be anything, in my opinion. Won a lot of games, but never won anything meaningful championships. And if I he also puts up stats that are been... anywhere near those guys, I would be stunned and thrilled at this point. That's how his career trajectory looks. This is true, but I think it's going to – my point is that he's going to make it up. He's going to end up just like them, winning nothing. You know what I mean? And I thought we could have Lamar Jackson when we had Terrell Edmonds. I thought that was a waste. Let me know what you think, Mosey. Well, you can always second-guess spectacular misses like that. The Edmonds is a really bad pick. Linderbaum would have been great. I, I still think it goes back before that, though. I think it's the Humphrey Humphrey Dickerson situation. But, the, yeah, then to just continue to ignore it uh, and go with a quarterback that I think a lot of people felt like wasn't a first-round pick should be open for questioning. Ted in the North Hills. Hey, Ted. Hey, how you doing, Mosey? Good. Hey, uh, I mean, I don't understand the argument of this. Um, if I mean, you have a quarterback who doesn't need protection. You take a two-step drop and the passes are inaccurate. You're doing check downs. The passes are inaccurate. I mean, how is that the offensive line's issue whenever you're doing, you know, quick drops, stuff like that, where the passes just aren't where they need to be? And I think everyone can agree that, I mean, we did not draft in the trenches like we should have. And it just was a whole administration issue um, in regards to the whole Pittsburgh Steelers staff. But I don't think it's an offensive line issue whenever you have a two-step drop and you can't throw the ball to a guy on a slant or you have a check down to a running back and the ball's not leading him where he needs to be. I mean, how is that an offensive line issue? Well, I, I, Mayock did say, I mean, you, if you heard the interview, he said there's like three or four throws. I think there might be even more than that from Pickett every game where you just wonder what the heck's going on there. I don't think it, and I said this already, I don't think it totally exonerates them or should totally exonerate the quarterback play or the play calling, uh, but it's definitely a factor. And it just, it more than anything has me just wondering how they handled some of the final drafts of Colbert's tenure. And I think the answer to that is not very well, unfortunately. Coming up, Rich Eisen. He was not uh, a darling for Pittsburgh sports fans, for Pittsburgh Steelers fans, uh, especially, and he was the target of a lot of ire after the way that Thursday nighter against New England played out. We'll talk to Rich Eisen. He's going to be on the call for NFL Network tomorrow for Steelers Colts coming up at 3.30. You do not want to miss that. I even have a question. He was not able to record it, but I even have a Sloss Boss question that I promised I would ask Rich. Rich Eisen coming up next. First, we got Austin Bechtold. He's got a fan headline.
After a 63-21 loss to the Raiders last night, Chargers fired head coach Brandon Staley, general manager Tom Telesco. Giff Smith has been named the new interim head coach. Jason Mackey of the Post-Gazette reporting talks are heating up between the Pirates and Andrew McCutcheon for a return in 2024. And the Steelers, in anticipation of tomorrow's game against the Colts, has elevated Karan Johnson from the practice squad. Headlines, powered by Bowser Chevrolet, your Pittsburgh Chevy headquarters. For more, go to 937thefan.com. And now, Malsey. Thank you, Austin. Let's talk about Shorky Mitsubishi. It is the Shorky Mitsubishi year-end sales event. It is the time to buy. If you've been waiting to get the Mitsu that fits you, now is the right time. Go to their North, Ho- uh, North Hills, North Huntington locations. You're going to find lots stocked and uh, their sales staff ready to make great deals with you. Great deals on what are already, by the way, the most affordable all-wheel drives on the market. Full-size Outlanders, I'm driving one of those right now. How about this for a present? 0% financing. No payments for 90 days. And it doesn't matter. Do you want a gas or a hybrid? I'm driving the hybrid right now. I absolutely love it. Both of those gas or hybrid models, just $299 a month. Shorky Mitsubishi also has brand new cars for 20 grand. Not a joke. The Mirage is the car and it gets an unreal 43 miles per gallon. All these vehicles come with Mitsu's unbeatable 10 year, 100,000 mile warranty. It's the gift that keeps on giving. So what are you waiting for? Get your year end deal your way. What a great day. Year end savings. You can't afford to miss. Hurry in or shop online at shortkeymitsubishi.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. My Twitter feed was fugly. Look up on the screen right there. Chris Mueller, I guess. Uh, some of Tomlin's best work, A eh, at Rich Eisen? <laughs> Fan hotlines presented by Nemico and around every corner. Nemico and creates real life magic for guests. It's the PM team. Chris Muller solo today. I've been deserted by Donnie football. He and the rest of the nasty boys are already on the ground in Indianapolis. Doubtless uh, several beers in to their big guys weekend. Andrew Filipponi going up home to New York for his uh, grandmother's 90th birthday party. So it'll be me and Rich Eisen and I guess spirit a guy named the sloss boss uh who was also featured on that uh, rich eisen show uh, twitter collage of uh, angry steelers fans rich of course will be on the call for steelers and colts tomorrow 4 30 on nfl network alongside kurt warner and jamie erdahl on the sidelines the game will be seen if you don't have nfl network here in pittsburgh uh, on kdka tv channel 2 rich i'm genuinely thrilled to have you on after a, a very a very entertaining, a very, um, I don't know, what would you call it? A very fraught week between you and Pittsburgh Steelers fans, especially after that Patriots game. 
But I mean, I love Pittsburgh. I, I hope it's not terribly fraught. I, I love the Steeler fan base. I love whenever I go to Pittsburgh, I love coming out of the tunnel and seeing that beautiful city and cityscape. And I've had nothing but fun times there and great warm conversations with Steeler fans. And I guess I should I should have uh, tempered my comments about if you want Tomlin out, you, should, you, you know, you're out of your friggin' minds. I should have been a little bit more artful in saying something, I imagine. So um, me saying that after a, um, a loss at home to the two-win Cardinals that featured a 99-yard drive against them, um, and I went out and I said what I usually say in regards to Tomlin, that he's one of the best in the business. He'll have a job literally within 60 seconds if he uh, is ever let go or wants to go. And, uh, and then um, this, that the, uh, the situation did not back my play with him losing <laughs> – where the Steelers losing a uh, again to a two-win team, first ever above 500 team to lose back-to-back games to teams that are eight games under 500. So uh, didn't exactly back my play and my stance, and I looked down at my phone um, <laughs> on a Thursday night, and it was ugly. It was really bad. So, well, uh, and I totally understand the frustration clearly. Well, I want you to know, we just thought it was very entertaining. Uh, I was glad you read the tweet in my exact sarcastic tone that I sent it uh, with. But And as you well know, we both do a job where, you know, we're given opinions. If you give enough of them, you're going to have a couple that end up coming back in the wrong way and boomeranging around at you. So I appreciate you taking it uh, in the right spirit and everything. But I I guess I'll I'll start here. Uh, obviously, there is frustration with Mike Tomlin, but the, to almost steer it away from him in a sense, when you look at these Steelers just right now or take the total picture of them this season, what do you see when you look at this franchise, Rich? Well, I, I saw a team in the preseason, and I understand the preseason really doesn't indicate very much, but I saw a team in the preseason that that had it all working, you know, um, and, and in a way that, you know, wasn't against a, a bunch of, uh, players that were going to be uh, on a practice squad or out of football once the season began. It, you know, and when Pickett was out there with the ones, he was finding pickings. He was scoring touchdowns. He looked confident. The defense, you know, added uh, Joey Porter in the draft. They thought they were really smart in the draft. I, I thought, you know, getting a bunch of these players um, that, that, that are typical Steeler types, um, I thought, you know, um, were, was smart. Uh, I, I had nothing but high hopes, certainly the way that, that Pickett ended the year. And, you know, having called the Steelers game against the Raiders on Christmas Eve night um, last year and saw the way that that game ended, um, you know, I, I had high hopes for them. And um, they have been disappointing in terms of uh, a consistent amount of play and certainly offensively. Thoroughly disappointing. Um, I thought right now Pickens would be somewhere in the in the neighborhood of any um, physical wide receiver in year two um, that has uh, got a, a skill set like him, and he's really not had much going on. I mean, and his route tree is something that um, is way more horizontal horizontal than it needs to be. And it has been thoroughly disappointing on that front. There's just no other way to put it. But you are what you are in the league, and what you are is a team that doesn't turn it over, that takes it away, 
um, and that Pickett, before he got hurt, had some uncanny knack for turning things on in the fourth quarter. I know nobody in Pittsburgh wants to hear an analogy with Tim Tebow, but it was kind of uncanny. We were know? making them, and, though. We were making those you know, analogies. But I, but but I, I got to tell you, you know, he just had an uncanny ability of turning it on in the fourth quarter. And, you know, where you are right now is you're seven and six um, at the top of a huge seven and six mosh pit uh, with an ability to actually, if things go totally insane and off the rails, I don't think they will because uh, this last two game losing streak took this out of play. That's what, you know, they had a chance to win the division. But right now, offensively, it is, it's, it's brutal. It's a, it's a struggle to say, the, you know, at, at the very least. But they have really talented players. I mean, <laughs> you, you take a look at them and you look at Pickens and you look at Deontay Johnson when he's, you know, I guess with his head screwed on right, Jalen Warren, Najee Harris. These are, these are players that I think a lot of teams would take. Um, unfortunately, though, I, I, it just doesn't feel like there's any momentum right now, for real. Rich, when you look at Pickett, you talk to a lot of people who played the quarterback position, too, who, who analyze the position heavily. It's easily the most paid attention to and scrutinized position probably in all of sports. I mean, what do, what do you see and what do people tell you that they see from Kenny Pickett 24 or 25 starts into his career? Well, I, to be straight up with you, not much. I mean, uh, I mean that that's 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 very honest. Um, but I, I because there's so many other quarterbacks that you're you're talking about, um, and certainly ones that that came out of the box this year, like C.J. Stroud, in a way, or even Anthony Richardson before before he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, you take a look at some other quarterbacks year three, year four, and you're hoping Pickett can get there. I I just know that when last year when we spoke to Tomlin. Um, he was very high on Kenny Pickett in terms of ownership of the offense, in terms of getting it in his first year, in terms of understanding, um, um, like I said, the leadership role on this team and, and how other players are buying it. And that's why I was really high on the Steelers seeing his preseason. He looked ready to take another leap. But obviously things weren't working out with Matt Canada and you know, perhaps the team stuck with him a little bit too long, which I'm sure there's a bunch of people listening to me right now with um, a particular phrase that I can't say with the words start with no. And the last one is Sherlock, but you know, uh, I, it, it goes without saying that the offense absolutely needs a new set of eyes and a totally different way of doing things. And, you know, there's three games, four games left for the current, you know, construct of, you know, Faulkner and Sullivan to, to put it together. Uh, and like I said, I've seen so many situations turn around. Um, I've seen a bunch of situations um, strike lightning. I, I just don't know if Trubisky's the guy to do it. We'll see this weekend. Uh, I mean, the Colts are a beatable team. Um, and then the Steelers have some games in front of them and making the playoffs and heading off to Jacksonville, which I know came into the house and beat them, or, you know, somehow going to Kansas City or um, potentially even Buffalo, man. That's the way things are kind of working right now in the AFC. It does seem like they they they, they will have one of those winner-go-home type moments, and, and we'll see what can happen. But um, I, I totally understand the Steelers fans' frustration. I, I'm just a huge Tomlin fan. 
And, you know, uh, I'll just leave it at that and throw it back to you uh, on that front. I'm I'm a longtime defender of his. Now, my co-host who's not on today has been out on him a lot longer than I have. I'm I'm more recent to this party, uh, Rich. And Rich Eisen, of course, is our guest right now. NFL Network, he'll have the call of this game on NFL Network with Kurt Warner tomorrow uh, and Jamie Erdahl on the sideline. Steelers-Colts basically feels like a playoff eliminator. Now, we had that Sloss Boss tweet up there, and we like to super serve our listeners because the Sloss Boss's name, I think, just made everybody laugh, right? Right. So I promised him, and and this was a big surprise to all of us. We had the idea we'd have him tape a question so he wouldn't get nervous or stage fright. Shockingly, though, to us... He has a job that wouldn't allow him to take even like five minutes out of his day to do that. So the sloss boss must be really a boss in the business world or something here. All right. Well, but I promised him I would. I promised him what I would ask a question. He messaged me on Twitter verbatim to you right. with no okay. alterations. And this is going to be okay. a companion with a question I have to follow up. He just said yeah. and it was a little harsh. Why are Steelers fans nuts for wanting to get uh, rid of a coach that hasn't won a playoff game in six years and only has three playoff wins? Uh, in his last 12 seasons since that Super Bowl trip. So I'll throw that over to you, and then I do have a maybe a, a more diplomatic question for you after that one. Why don't you go, go ahead throw throw them both at me? I'll, I'll, well, I the other the one end. would be, the other one would be, I, I know why, you know, I think I, I know generally why most people are big fans of Mike Tomlin, like, you know, leader of men and a lot of things he's been able to do. But my other question that would go along with with what I just threw at you is, how long would it have to go with them not winning a playoff game and kind of being middle of the pack at best in the AFC before you'd say maybe it is time for both sides to just get a clean break and have maybe Tomlin embark on an Andy Reid-type situation? Hey, and, and that's a fair question, and both questions are fair questions, whether they're from you or the boss of Slosses. You know what I mean? Like uh, Because <laughs> I, 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 I get it. You know, I understand it's been a while for Steelers fans to feel like the the Steelers fans of the you know '90s and aughts um, of when Big Ben was throwing for 400, 500 yards and get like throwing as many yards in a game as they were struggling to get for 58 straight games, mm. you know. Um, and by the way, you know Big Ben saying the old Steelers are dead. He had a lot to do with that. By the way, he had a I would ton agree with of, you. of I changing agree with, with you. that. Like Big Ben transitioned them from Jerome Bettis running people over to, you know, complete the 20 years of the, of the Steelers running game to winging it all over the lot. And so, you know, and then, and then the way his career um, started and then nearly got derailed. um, I mean, honestly, he had a lot to do with the Steelers no longer being the, the Steelers of your grandparents or your parents or your uncle or aunt. So let's just leave that there. But in terms of, you know, Tomlin and not having the results, I totally understand that. The reason why many in the media love him is he is, if you've ever met him and had time talking to him, he is uh, transfixing. He is somebody who loves ball and just exudes the type of mentality that you'd want to run through a brick wall for. And so, and some of the players you talk to, feel that he, he cares about them and that he totally um, lets them be themselves and things of that nature. And it is, it is intoxicating to be straight up when you talk to him. It's just like, I would want my kid to play for him. I would want my, uh, he, he is what's right in so many ways about 
coaching a sport about teamwork and about uh, a, a physical mentality and bringing it to, to, to bear. Now, has it, he run his course here? It's entirely possible in three weeks they will come to that conclusion together or we'll figure out how he can somehow, some way bring in an offensive mind that is similar to anybody that's running an offense that is killing it in the NFL right now. And bringing that, like, if you want to try a different mentality, then get someone, if you want, similar to the McDaniel coaching tree, somebody like you hear uh, Ben Johnson in Detroit is somebody who is um, uh, an, an innovator. Find somebody like that and bring them in. Like, if Joe Brady is sitting there behind Ken Dorsey in Buffalo and is able to fix an offense for Josh Allen and the Bills within, you know, a week, to a point where for three straight weeks they have they, they look transformed, then try that. I, I don't know if that is an answer. I have no idea what the Roonies are thinking other than the fact that they usually run it back. And Tomlin is a guy, like, as I said on my show, go ahead and make David Tepper's day. You don't think he wants Mike Tomlin in Carolina? I mean, this guy was, you know, part of the Steelers' ownership before he bought the Panthers. He would love that. Now the question is, what would Tomlin want? I don't know. And I totally understand when somebody in sports has been around as long as Tomlin has, and then there's a stretch of time like the last, as you pointed out, and Floss Boss did. It's been a <laughs> while since they have won. I totally understand. Andy Reid left. It looks like Belichick might be at the end of the road in New England. It always happens. There's always a tap on the shoulder, and then there's always an end of an era. I just, again, feel that Tomlin is um, somebody who um, is, is what's right about coaching football. But if it does not translate to the groceries that are shopped for him and it doesn't translate satisfactorily enough for a fan base that is used to more, then, then maybe it is time. I just don't know. He's Rich Eisen, NFL Network. You're going to see him, hear him calling this game, Steelers-Colts, a playoff eliminator for all intents and purposes tomorrow at 4.30 alongside Kurt Warner, Jamie Erdahl on NFL Network. Rich, thank you so much. This was a pleasure talking to you, and enjoy that game tomorrow. I will do that. I'm actually heading off to meet with the Steelers. I will be a half in half an hour right now in front of Mike Tomlin, um, and I'm I, I, like I said, I do really love the Steeler fan base and their passion and, um, and what they, you know, the, the history and things of that nature. So I take it very seriously when I'm calling a game to a, a fan base like that. And then obviously here in Indianapolis for a big game um, where the winner continues on and potentially would match Cleveland, uh, which is playing in apparently a very bad weather situation with Flacco of all quarterbacks, which is nuts. Um, against the Bears team that, that is really performing well. So, you know, you could, with all the complaints and issues, be the five seed by the end of the weekend. Um, oh. That's entirely possible. So we'll see what happens. We're aware of that, and we still all here somehow don't really believe it. Thanks, Rich. <laughs> Take care. Rich Eisen right there, NFL Network. He'll be on the call, like I said, tomorrow, 4.30, along with Kurt Warner, Steelers, and Colts. That was fun, and he was a very good sport about it, and I think gave a very transparent answer 
when he said, why do people in the media like Mike Tomlin? We might play that back for you because I think that is just that was straight up honesty. And I appreciate him being honest about it because I think it was a very accurate uh, answer. Fan weather right now. Brought to you by Sun Chevy. 23 Silverado 1500s up to 7500 in rebates. Check out sunchevy.com. High of 52 and sunny. Nice today and nice tomorrow. Clear in a low of 30 degrees overnight tonight. I think Pony, my buddy Pony, has a message for you. What a celebration of the radio station Wednesday night over at Mike's. It was great. Mike's. 365 days a year is the place to go to watch sports, be merry. They've got all the great holiday beers there, 80 rotating taps of the best local beers, the Fan Beer of the Month, which benefits a great charitable cause. They make sure all the games are on. If you want to watch football on Sunday without a Steelers game, get over to Mike's. They'll have all the games. Meet me at Mike's today right next to PNC Park. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.